The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, hello. Welcome. Glad you're here. It is Friday night on WTMJ Nights. Big show planned. Want you to be involved. 855-616-1620. That is the old National Bank talking text line. If you are calling in, you'll be talking to Tommy. Oh, my goodness, yes. Tommy's producing the big show tonight, so be nice to him. You get to me, and if you want to text, go ahead. Feel free. We love it. It's like magic. Uh, but why not uh, answer the text question of the night? It's a simple one tonight because it's Friday. Are your Christmas decorations down? That's it. That's a text question of the night. When would you take them down? Are they down? How long are you leaving them up? Whatevs. But, uh, Tommy, how are you? Everything good? Happy New Year? Happy New Year. Yeah, last time I was working with you, I was working with just a voice of you. I did the best of for the entire I know. time. I've, listen, I've actually, congratulations, I've gotten uh, rave reviews on that. You oh, did a okay. very nice job on that. Thank you. Yeah, that text that we were trying to decipher on what was funny was the Kermit the Frog dark humor joke. Did you did you take a look back and listen to that one? Did I you hear that was, one? <laughs> I'm very funny, Tommy. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it was the, and I totally forgot all about it, too. So it was, what did Kermit the Frog say at Jim Henson's funeral? Now I'm, I'm forgetting. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to relive it all again and oh, uh, totally forgot about it. But, <laughs> and then just right. me immediately after that goes, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, but yes, thank you. That was uh, that was very good. And um, so now we're here. Listen, let's not waste any time, Tommy. There's a big there's a big sporting event on Sunday, and it's not European soccer. It's time for Tundra Talk on WTMJ Nights. Here's your host, Brian Noonan, with Brandon Snide. Yes, and the most gravelly-voiced announcer ever, that's Tommy. Uh, Brandon Snide is here. You hear him every morning on WTMJ's Morning News. You read him on uh, WTMJ.com. We've missed the last schedules, have been crazy over the holidays, but Brandon, Happy New Year. Uh, we're together to preview the final regular season game for the Packers, and um, the stakes couldn't be higher. Are you? I, I can only imagine you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah, uh, Happy New Year to you, Brian. Uh, pleasure to be doing this with you uh, once again, uh, and talking about something that you and I discussed in October. So I'm just going to, you know, pat ourselves on the back. You and I talked about the Packers being able to be in the playoff mix at the end of the year. Uh, and yes, I am. I am excited. I'm actually more nervous than I am excited. And, and it really started, I think on Wednesday when yeah, you started seeing the practice reports and who was in and who was out. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually gearing up to be more nervous than excited, but I think it's going to be fun on, on Sunday regardless. Well, I don't want to, I, I want people to go to WTMJ.com and read your latest extra points. But both teams, the Packers and the Bears, have gone through a lot of changes this season. Mm -hmm. uh, both teams lately are on the upswing. Uh, and you point out to Packer fans, hey, don't overlook the Bears because 
Yeah. And I know Matt LaFleur doesn't want to look back at last January, but it's the same scenario. Different personnel, but the same kind of scenario. Oh, who would have thought, too, right? Like I know, it's crazy. In, a- in April, when the Packers traded away Aaron Rodgers, that we would literally be in the same position. And you remember last year, too, Brian, they blew out the Vikings yep. in Week 17. It was at Lambeau. Obviously, they went to Minnesota and destroyed them uh, last week. And now it's, again, an NFC North division opponent. And it's a team that, look, it's not a secret. The Packers literally have owned, using Aaron Rodgers' words, uh, nine straight wins over right. the Bears. Their last win at Lambeau goes all the way back to 2015. So they have not won at Lambeau. Uh, we're pushing on almost 10 years. So, Well, uh, yeah, and it was 2018 that, when they last beat them anywhere. So it's... Yeah. And that was with, yeah, Joe Philbin, Mike McCarthy was fired. That was the year uh, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So, yeah, that, it's, been, it's been a while. Um, been a while. But it is a much, it is a much improved Bears team. And, and, you can, and you can look at week one. I mean, week one literally feels like last year. Like it feels yeah. like a year ago. Uh, and, and it was like five months ago. It was the first, you know, week one, uh, September, I think it was September 10th. You know, so like two different teams, way, you know, way different teams, you know, health-wise as well. Christian Watson didn't play for the Packers in that matchup. He should play on Sunday. But it is a team that 16 turnovers in six games. I mean, their defense has played, you know, pretty, pretty good. And people will point at their opponents. But, I mean, you only play who's on your schedule. The Packers allowed Tommy DeVito and a perfect passer rating to Baker Mayfield at Lambeau Field. So, you know, and they lost both those games. So you can right. you can only play who's on your schedule. But the Bears have played really well, 5-2 and two in their last seven games. I know – Chicago, they're not, they're not necessarily sure who their starting quarterback's going to be heading into 2024. Uh, but I think if there's a, a game where you know you can etch your name into and Bears history, as, as bad as it sounds, knocking the Packers out of the playoffs is a good start. Now, most of the uh, almost half of the Packers roster this year was not they were, they were playing college ball or they were somewhere else last year. So <laughs> it's not like last year is going to cast a pall over the whole thing. But do you think there's some discussion up there amongst the guys who were there last year to go, listen, we can't repeat that. Now, obviously Jordan Love wasn't, uh, wasn't QB in last year. A lot of different things. Yep. But what do you think, in your experience covering the team, what do you think is going on in the locker room to to say, listen, this is this uh, all the games are big, but this one has a little extra weight. How are they? How are they getting out of that? Uh, you know, keeping that kind of stuff out of their heads. Yeah, that's a great question. Jordan Love talked about that at his locker following practice on Wednesday. Um, he said that, he, and I'm paraphrasing him. He said that the team doesn't need uh, motivation, you know, to to prepare and, and get ready for this game. You have to think though that there's a human element to this, Brian and Matt LaFleur uh, also kind of discussed it uh, this week that there is going to be a little bit of thought process going into this week of what this game means. I mean, this is a playoff game, a de facto playoff game. You know, they they lose and they can technically still get in the playoffs, but their chances are very uh, much lower than they would be if they just win the game. Um, That whole defense was pretty much on this team last year. So most of those guys know what happened uh, the offense, Romeo Dobbs was here. Christian Watson was here. Both of them played in that game, but the other part of them are, are, are extremely young. Um, and, and you hope that putting too much thought into it as a player, you don't want to go out there at Lambeau Field at 325 on Sunday, tense and a little bit tight. You know, you want to play your game, kind of 
feed off of what you did in Minnesota. Uh, A.J. Dillon won't be a part of that. He, he came up on the injury report with a, with a stainer, so he'll be out on Sunday. But for the most part, Brian, they're, <laughs> they're about as healthy. I mean, the injury list is still about you know three pages long, but um, Jordan Love's going to have his full arsenal of weapons. And I think for Packers, that's a good thing young and kind of inexperienced because they, you know, they're just going to go out. They don't really necessarily know better. There's a couple right. of them that were here a, a year ago, like I said, but you know, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave, T- Tucker Kraft, they, they weren't a part of it last year. They're just, all they know is to just go out and play. So that, you know, the inexperience might be a good thing here, uh, but it's, it, it is exciting because we, we didn't think this was possible. I, I know I didn't pick them to go into the playoffs. Uh, no, you, know, you were very summer, you were so. very cautious and realistic uh, as the season started. I, I try to be, and and you know, you and I talked about it in October, and I remember the exact game. It was before that Raiders game, before the Broncos game. I'm like, look, the NFC is not really good this year, and I know they hadn't played good in October, but the opportunity is still there, and and, and sure enough, you know, the, the, here they are with with destiny in their own hands, and, and who knows, Brian? I mean. Look, it's it's a it's a young, inexperienced team. I made the argument Wednesday on Wisconsin's morning news, and and people still laugh at me and call me crazy. I actually got laughed at this morning, but I think Jordan Love should be in the conversation, not necessarily handed the award, but should be in the conversation for most valuable player. And if he takes this team, who has not been healthy, who is inexperienced, who has faced every adversity possible for a team that is as young as they are to the playoffs that speaks volumes for the quarterback that, that he's been this year and the leader uh, that he's turning out to be. So it's, 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 if you're a Packers fan, this has been, we all want him to win on Sunday. Don't win. It would be very, very upsetting. You cannot look back at this season and say, this is a wasted season. This was, this has exceeded, I think everybody's expectations in a, in a good way. Brandon Snyder is with us as he is every week through the season. Uh, Tommy has a question. We'll get, Tommy, we're going to hold your question. We'll take this quick break. Then Tommy's got a question. You can hear Brandon every morning on WTMJ's Morning News. Read his stuff on WTMJ.com. We're going to uh, get Tommy's question, and then we'll uh, try to find uh, you know some key matchups. The keys to the game, as they like to say. We'll do it on WTMJ Nights. Well, the Packers need one more win to make it to the playoffs. Brandon Snide is here. We talked to Brandon on Tundra Talk every week. Big game against the Bears on Sunday. Before we left, Tommy said he has a question. I will cede the floor to you, Tom. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Brandon, I know usually I get a lot of credit for how amazing and awesome my questions are for you, but I, I think I have my <laughs> my dumbest Uh-oh. question yet for wow. you. Okay. Um are you are you superstitious? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is a bad start for my question. Then, um, <laughs> I will be going to the game on Sunday. Uh, I am going with a buddy. Uh, my family, if you include my father, my sister, my niece, and myself, are O for our last seven at Packer games. You're a mush, Tom. <laughs> you and your family are a mush. And the last time we won where I was at a game, Baker Mayfield was a Brown, and it was Christmas Day. Uh, this will be the third game I've attended since then, I believe. Maybe my fourth. But I've seen them in other stadiums. I've seen them at Lambeau. 
I am terrible luck. Do I take blame if the Packers lose this game? Yes. Uh, you take blame for, uh, number one, not inviting me. And number two, uh, yes, I will not blame Matt LaFleur or Joe Barry, but I will blame Tommy Wards for going to a game that he knows he's a bad luck charm. And we are all watching the playoffs from our couch next weekend without our team on TV. I just so wanted yes, to I give people you. a reason if there was a problem. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity, and I, I got to break this streak at some point, right? I mean, this is well, a curse I mean, right now. Mayfield, See, but Baker, I believe the in the mush. Recently. Yeah. yeah, I believe that's 2021 Christmas. It might be 22, yeah, but I think it was 2021. Um, Rodgers broke the uh, the record. Yeah, that was uh, 21. Yeah, so it's been a while since I've seen a win. Uh, and the last game I went to this season, my first time in my life going to two games in one year, um, the Detroit Lions game, which was probably the worst game of the entire season. <laughs> the Thursday night game. I yeah. was there as well. Yeah, that, that was, was a rough one. That was pretty bad. That was a bad yeah. one. <laughs> See, so, uh, well, listen, uh, next week, if things go south, then uh, as you said, Brandon, we won't blame any of the, uh, the coaches, the players, <laughs> the scheme. We will blame Tommy. And Tommy, you? you know, for you're going to face the brunt of a lot of people. I, I don't know I why understand. you put yourself out there. I, I wanted to do that, though. I wanted people to take away from the great season we've seen out of Jordan Love, regardless of how it is. I mean, Snide, an absolute Pro Bowl snub. Am I wrong? No, Tommy, you you rarely are wrong, other than going to a Packer game when you're the bat when you're the mush. Uh, but no, you're not wrong. Matthew Stafford got in over Love, who hilarious. Love has ten more touchdowns than him, but exactly. you know, that's a whole other conversation. But no, right, he, he did get snubbed for sure. Taking Tommy out of the mix, which I know is we do that at our peril, Brandon. But let's take Tommy <laughs> out of the mix. Um, one thing that has been a constant as we've talked all season, is the Packer defense. The Bears' offense has been uh, improving week to week. Um, is Now, Jordan Love is, Jordan Love is not the greatest, but as you said earlier, the Packers have let some uh, bottom-tier quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and I don't think Jordan Love is a bottom-tier quarterback, but they've let guys look great. Is that mm-hmm. one of the biggest concerns you have for Sunday? Uh, probably, Brian, because I think the only way that this team beats the Packers is if, I mean, really, obviously, that you talk about turnovers, um, but the Packers, especially Jordan Love, has been really good at limiting those turnovers. He only has one interception since uh, over the last seven weeks. So um, yeah. I think they'll be fine there. But Justin Fields is really the concern because he's a guy that, I think he's still developing, throwing in the pocket. If you ask Bears fans, they, they're pretty like half of them are done with him. The other half are still rooting for him. But he hasn't been the the passing quarterback. I think that he was projected to be when he came out of Ohio State. He's still right, right around 200 yards passing per game. But it's his feet, it's his legs, right? Like he's, when he gets out of the pocket, he's electric. I mean, he is he can change the game. Now, I know this might be upsetting to some Packers fans, but. <laughs> That maybe Joe Barry, a you know beneficiary of playing a guy like Justin Fields because Justin Fields struggles against the zone because he's not able to escape uh, out of the pocket for the most part. He'll he'll still make plays, so he has struggled against the zone 
defense Justin Fields has uh, over the course of his really his career, but especially this season. Last week, the Falcons, for whatever reason, ran a lot of man-to-man. You got defenders turning your back on Justin Fields. If you got, if you don't have gap integrity, if guys up front, the, the down linemen and edge rushers aren't maintaining uh, their lanes of rush, he, he can escape and, and cause damage. So uh, you hope to avoid that. Um, that's why you drafted a guy like Quay Walker, especially in the middle of the field, who who has that four or five speed. Lucas Van Ness, uh, who chased down Justin Fields in week one for a sack. He, he's got incredible speed. So the Packers have the playmakers on defense. Uh, I, you and I have talked about it. The talent, and for the most part, uh, is on that side of the ball is, is high. Um, you just got to they got to you know rise to the occasion. But I think uh, Justin Fields going up against the Packers defense would be the only reason that this game isn't turned out to be a Packers win is because he gets loose running the football and not passing. What about on the other side? Jordan Love is going to be facing a Bears defense that, as you mentioned earlier, uh, 16 interceptions in the last, what, seven games? Uh, they've been they've been cranking it up since Marquez Sweat came. The pressure has been on. There's been a, a number of Bears players, a uh, pretty big number, that have been uh, given the stats for getting pressures on the quarterback. What's uh, Jordan Love going to have to do to, you know, get past all that? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. It is the defense for Chicago has been electric and. That's kind of what Matt Eber, Eberflus was was brought into Chicago. That's what he did when he was in Indianapolis. He was the, the D coordinator. So you're kind of seeing a little bit of what he did out over there, you know, integrated into Chicago. Now, there was some big injury news today for the Bears. Their Pro Bowl cornerback, who's probably going to get all pro, Jalen Johnson, um, I believe on Pro Football Focus, he's the number two cornerback in the NFL this year. He has not practiced all week, and they just listed him as doubtful. For Sunday, Kyler Gordon, their slot corner, questionable with a calf injury. So, root for injuries, but you know, of course, you know their best player, arguably on defense, is not playing. That's that's a that's a positive for the Packers. For Jordan Love, I think it's just, in me, in my opinion, Brian, do what you to be in this position. Keep doing what you're doing, and that's just slinging the ball. I mean, he is just, you know, you take I. I know they lost against Tampa Bay, but he still had 285 yards and two touchdowns. He struggled against the Giants, but he was also down a ton of guys. So you, you hope when, when you get these guys back into the mix and you got Christian Watson and Luke Musgrave and Wicks and Reed and Dobbs all on the field together, which has not happened yet this year. I think people forget that. Like this, We haven't had this yet. Christian Watson didn't play in week one. Luke Musgrave right. has been out for the last uh, two months or so. You know, these guys have not all been on the field together, and you're now going to get that on Sunday. If I'm Matt LaFleur, putting the ball in Jordan Love's hands, you're obviously going to run the ball with Aaron Jones. Um, Emmanuel Wilson might be activated for the Packers for the the, the, uh, backup running back. A.J. Dillon's not playing, which I think really sucks because it turns to December and January. Nobody wants to tackle A.J. Dillon, so that's a bummer for the Packers. But I think you just got to continue to do what Jordan Love has shown he can do. Minnesota had the fifth-best DBOA defense a week ago, and they shredded them, and they probably should have scored 40 or more points. I think they left a few. Jordan Love missed a couple of throws that should have resulted in touchdowns, and they still put up 33 points. So I think if you're Matt LaFleur and and you're looking at how to attack the Bears, it's just continue to do what got you into the position you're in now. And it hasn't necessarily been the running game. Aaron Jones just came back. So he's, yep. you know, starting to get, you know, his legs look good. He looks fresh. And obviously you need to be able to run the ball. 
and catch, you know, utilize Jones out of the backfield. But if I'm out of the floor, man, I'm putting it in the hands of the guy that has 34 total touchdowns and is going to surpass 4,000 yards on Sunday. There you go. All right, before we go, Brandon, your prediction. Uh, Brian, you and I are going to have another conversation next week, and that means the Packers uh-huh. are going to win this one. I think it. I think it's going to be. It's going to be close because why not? Because it has to be. Um, I hope it's not, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I have the Packers twenty-seven, the Bears twenty-one. All right. Well, Brandon, always a pleasure. We will talk next week, fingers crossed, if Tommy keeps his mush at home and just goes and enjoys the game. You can listen to Brandon every every morning on WTMJ Morning News. Read all his extra points and all his coverage on WTMJ.com. Brandon, have a great weekend. Have fun watching the game. Don't get too too excited. (laughs) Thanks, Brian. Have a good one. Have a good weekend, guys. Go Pack. Bye-bye. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Then it's news time, WTMJ. Wade in that they are also a mush. We were talking about you're going to the uh, Packers game on Sunday. You are uh, 0 and what? 0 and 27? Oh, you go to a Packers oh, the game? family as a whole has been 0 and 7 at games, and that is in multiple stadiums all over, including Vegas, New York, Minnesota, Detroit, and Lambeau. Oh, boy. All right, yeah. here's the thing. I had a cousin... Uh, I, well, I have a cousin. He's still around. Uh, he's a mush. There's no two ways about it. Every time when the Sox now this was this was a while ago when the Sox were making their World Series run, uh, the only game he went to was the game they lost. Mm. So uh, I know I know what it is to be a mush to know a mush. The four one four says I'm a mush if I sit in the level closest to a home team. So I purposely don't do that anymore. It doesn't matter with your family, does it? Where you sit, it's just the fact that your no, essence just is in the, the stadium. presence. Yeah, it is. Oh boy, it has been a bad run so far. I, uh, yeah, and like I said, it's across five stadiums right now. So yeah, that's not good. It's that's, anywhere if it was we only, go. If yeah. It, yeah. So what are we gonna do? How can you? Is there a way now? Because I come. I'm not the most superstitious guy. I come from a very superstitious lineage. The Irish are uh, very superstitious. My dad was crazy superstitious. I don't know what it is, uh, what there is that we could do to ward that off. Well, like the idea I had proposed to you when we were off the air is I will make a bet to make my ticket free if I win the bet betting on the Bears. And the only luck I know that's worse than my Packer luck is my gambling luck. So... I'm going to try to reverse psychology this mush right here. All right. So you're going to, you're going to lay some money down on the Bears. Yes. And I'll be happy what, what to if pay it tur- the money to say that we got to go. I would be so happy to pay an extra 100 bucks to be to guarantee a Packer win. What if it turns out though that you are only a mush for the Packers? And so and you are in fact you have some sort of good luck vibe for their opponents. So by putting a hundred bucks on the Bears, you are almost ensuring them a win. Well, then I'll go to the game for free, and I'll have something to look positive at. Hmm. All right. Well, listen. I wish you luck. I'm, I, I don't. I'm want, hoping. I don't want you to come out of the out of Lambeau on Sunday feeling the responsibility. I want you to come out elated. It is, it is very well known. I told my dad I was going to the game, and he's like, after all the time we do is lose. <laughs> so it is It is very well documented. Wow. What even your family is yeah. begging you, please. Don't go. Yes. Don't go to the game. Yes. 
what would it what would someone have to offer you for your tickets to keep you home <laughs> if uh, there's a fan, if there's a really superstitious fan who was like oh my god we can't let this guy go to the game i, I think i'd take 500 bucks a piece for him right now for your tickets yeah that's Where a thousand bucks uh we're looking at like south corner end zone uh okay those just, are nice seats yeah it's it's 100 level 136 oh, yep. nice mm-hmm all right, so they'd have to, but it's cash. You got to come down cash. Yeah, before yeah. I think the tickets. I think I paid two hundred and five bucks a piece for them. They were not that right. terrible, and I would, yeah, five hundred bucks a piece. You guys can have them. scalp value, and you can keep Tommy. You can keep Tommy yeah. from going to the game. I will do that. Then you're, boy, that's another winner. You could go somewhere, uh, somewhere warm, right? Sit inside, and I'm still going to put money down on the Bears with the money that you pay for it there you to go. see if I can either win more money. Or the Packers win and I'll be okay, and I just didn't get to go to the game. Well, listen, it sounds like a great deal. Uh, you know the uh, talking text line, 855-616-1620. If you call in, you'll be talking right to Tommy. You guys can do your deal. I'm uh, I'm not part of it, but I will facilitate it by putting it out there. And uh, listen, Packers fans, you know his record. His family knows the record. They're begging him not to go. Tommy loves the Packers. He wants to go to the game. I don't blame him. Big I can't. Game. I can't miss the opportunity for Jordan Love to do this. Like a year. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, one hundred percent, my favorite player of all time. But I have bought so much into Jordan Love and how sour Aaron tried to be at the end. It would just be poetic justice to to have the exact same scenario and Jordan Love's able to pull it off. I can't miss that opportunity. All- I agree, and the fact that nobody thought they'd be in this position, it's a great, it's a great story. It's a great story uh, if you're a fan. It's a great story if you're a football fan. It doesn't matter. Uh, can we all agree we're done with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, just, yeah. He needs to just shut up. Yeah, he had, a, he, he had a rough week up. again. He had a rough week again. It's because he's an imbecile. Yeah. You don't See, you don't get to do that. I, I don't know who he thinks he is, but uh, anybody who's been anywhere near the media knows you can't throw around those kind of accusations no. willy-nilly. And one, Pat McAfee should get some sleeves for his shirt and then say, no, Aaron Rodgers can't be, uh, you know, we can't have you on here doing that kind of stuff. Because sooner or later, it's going to, I'm surprised nobody at ESPN has said, hey, yeah, we got to, you know. We got to curb, we got to curb this Aaron Rodgers stuff. Well, they'd have to turn down some money, I think. And they're, I don't know if they're ready to make that trade. Even defamation isn't even enough for them to do that. Well, I don't know. You you start losing a couple million, and uh, you know, in court, that's uh, that's going to be rough because, as it as it happens, uh, the person he claimed was going to be on there is not on there. But uh, anyway, all right, let's uh, let's do it. Well, first of all, our text question of the night. Uh, we got a couple responses to that. Are your Christmas decorations still up? Jeff and Fox Point says, my Christmas decorations, including my tree, were partially down on the 26th. Oh, my goodness, the 26th. That is so early. Such as uh, the rest, such as the religious snow globes and Emmett Otter door decoration were in storage on the 30th. Um, Kathy says, Christmas decor always up through January 6th, the epiphany uh, from her Catholic upbringing. That, uh, that is tomorrow. And, um, oh, somebody from the 608, my coworker fell off a ladder taking his lights down. Oh, no good. I took my outside stuff down yesterday. The inside stuff is up, uh, and then we'll transition into Mardi Gras. Because, Tommy, I don't know if you know this, 
Tomorrow is Twelfth Night. Tomorrow is the official start of the Mardi Gras. Oh, okay. Yes. So you can eat king cake. You can uh, you can start uh, putting on your purple, green, and gold. You can start uh, all your Mardi Gras celebrations tomorrow. I will write it down. Uh, so, yeah. So I got to now. I, now we will transition the house from Christmas to Mardi Gras. But tomorrow is also January sixth, uh, the third anniversary of. The attempted coup, the insurrection at the Capitol. I know. Uh, I know. Somehow there are still uh, differing opinions about what happened that day, despite the fact that we all knew it. I would love to hear from you what your memories are of that day, because there are certain historical events that we all can remember exactly where we were. It depends on your age. Like uh, for me, one of the first ones was the Challenger disaster. I remember. I was uh, I was working at a radio station in Southern Illinois. I had to go to court that day because of a speeding ticket. And when I came out of court, it was all over the news. And then I started watching the footage, and uh, you know, so I remember that. I remember, obviously, I remember 9/11. Um, that that day I'll never forget. Some of you may have been around for the Kennedy assassination, or when Martin Luther King was shot, or you know, but. You know, Tommy, you're even old enough to remember three years ago. Uh, a lot of times I reference things that uh, Tommy only saw in history books. But this one I know is recent enough. Uh, I want to talk to you about that. What, what are your memories of that day? And why do you think it's so hard for some people to still say that this was an, an insurrection and not just tourists going to visit the Capitol? 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. We'll take a quick break, then we'll get into that. It's WTMJ Nights. I remember I was, uh, you know, I was where I was at home, and I spent, once the story broke, because I was up in the office working, and something came across, and I went down and turned on the TV, and I sat there for hours watching Slackjawed. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I think that's a, an oversimplification, but I also think it is the overwhelming sentiment for most of us. As we watched these people walk from where they had heard the speech down to the Capitol, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a, a, a protest outside. Okay, people are allowed to protest. I'm not, you know, that's fine. Uh, but then it took that, it took the extra steps. And when you saw them beating down the police, when you saw people breaking the windows, when you saw them... Now, there's been a lot of, a lot of misinformation that still is going around, which I am, I am shocked that um, people still don't see what everybody else saw. You know, we watch this, and yet, um, you know, the right-wing media and other things have been perpetuating... These stories, and this is a uh, this is a poll that came out yesterday from the Washington Post and the University of Maryland, found that 39% of Americans who identified Fox News as their primary news source believe the FBI organized and encouraged the January 6th attack. The same poll found that 44% of Trump voters believed that, believed that the FBI organized this attack on the Capitol. Um, I'm as cynical as the next guy, but come on. Anyway, 
So we saw this all happening in front of our eyes, um, just like just like any big moment that we've seen on TV. It's when you're watching it happen and you're watching people break windows and you're watching them storm into the rotunda. And yes, there were some people once they got in the rotunda, didn't know what to do. So they were just standing around. Well, there were other people who weren't. There were people we saw pictures that these people posted themselves of them sitting in offices and banging on doors. And we saw inside the, uh, the Senate chambers where People were hiding and security was barricading the doors and people were, you know, and they were chanting to hang the vice president. So we saw all this and it's something that will be, it's one of those images that will be burned into my memory for, um, forever. It's the same as the image of the Challenger exploding, which I mentioned before, or it's the same as watching the towers come down. And the feeling I had that day, the feeling I had that day was different. When I when 9-11 happened, it was rage when I watched that footage, when I watched the planes hit the towers. It was, it was rage and anger and then, obviously, grief. For this one, on January 6th, it was uh, a profound sadness and shocked that this was this was being done by citizens of this country and watching the viciousness with which some of those people attacked police who they claim to back you know it's back the blue unless you know they're in your way then you don't back them and the worship of one man that threw me off tommy do you remember watching this in your uh in your youth uh, Three years I, ago, you were what, 16? No, I, I was in college. Um, okay. It was my first or second semester at UW. Um, I had already transferred by then. So it was my like eighth, seventh semester of college, something like that, sixth semester of college. Uh, are you talking about the like bearskin hat guy? I'm talking about the whole thing. Oh, I, I thought yeah, you the, said the, there was one guy that threw you off or something that I must have misheard that part. But um, oh, yeah. I was working at Ace Hardware. Um, I know that much and kind of remember hearing about it throughout the day. But that was my job when I would come back home kind of thing. So I, I know that's as far as it was. Definitely a story that was just like, what? Like when, when you see what's happening with it. So uh puts a little bit of like perspective on it where you know you just have these moments sometimes that you you never really think stuff like that can happen and it just turns out that it takes a few people to make something like it go down yeah and it was um you know we'll we'll see the supreme court has just said that they will uh they will hear the case about uh, keeping donald trump off the ballots if he is Part of this 14th Amendment that everybody is arguing the the minutia of the wording about. So that's going to be they're, they're hearing cases on February 8th. So uh, they'll they'll make that decision. Uh, just real quick before we uh, before we go to the news, 
More than uh, 1,230 people have been charged with federal crimes in the riot. Uh, they range the crimes from misdemeanor offenses like trespassing to felonies, uh, like assaulting police officers and seditious conspiracy. Roughly 730 people have pled guilty to charges. Uh, 170 have been convicted of at least one charge. Only two defendants have been acquitted. About 750 people have been sentenced, almost two-thirds of those receiving some time behind bars. Uh, prison sentences have ranged from a few days to 22 years in prison. And uh, they're looking now to the Supreme Court is going to hear a case that could affect a lot of the January 6th defendants. They're going to hear one rioter's challenge to the prosecution's use of the charge of obstruction of an official proceeding. That refers to the disruption of the certification of the vote. So um, this is not going away. The propaganda keeps coming out. I gave you the numbers from the poll before. It is, um, it's amazing that people still think, one of our texters thinks that uh, Antifa dressed all these people up to, to go and do it. And that poll that the FBI is behind it, it's like, wow. And... I don't know what it is. Um, the mainstream media has been very lax about pushing back on these this kind of propaganda. But that's that. All right, we got to do this, and it's news time. After the news, we are going to crack open the drive-through window on a Friday night, right here on WTMG. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Butter pecan coffee at Dunkin'. That was Dunkin pretty donuts, good. you mean? Uh, yes. And I was shocked by the bill. Shout out Culver's, yeah. Shout I've heard very Culver's. good things about their fish ride. I'm going to go to Panera. I'm going to get a bagel sandwich. Doritos and Papa John's are teaming up. Anything that says ranch. That's why I barely watch a Western about cattle drives. Uh, because of you guys, I had to analyze the hamburger. <laughs> we eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Night drive through window one more time. With Brian I am so happy to hear that intro because that means Tommy and I are back together for a drive through window. Oh my goodness. Uh, shocking amount of fast food news this week, so we're going to try to get to it all. And you're always welcome to jump in, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. That is uh, what one of our texters did from the 404. We're going to start it out with some uh, some sad news, Tommy. According to this texter, Culver's does not yet have their annual walleye. I, I don't know. know if there's yeah. a shortage of walleye. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but I I know that Culver's I think is you know especially with being with a fish fry being Wisconsin thing and yes. Culver's being very adamant on their fish fries, especially for I love fast their fish food. Fry. Uh, yeah, that's it's definitely news to some people that they don't see. Now I I don't know if I've had. I don't know if I've had the walleye. I know I've had the, uh, you know, what the, whatever their regular fish fry is. Is that cod or? I, I believe what? they do the Atlantic cod, yes. The Atlantic cod. That's what I usually have. I, I don't think I've had the, maybe I had the walleye once. But to me, their fish their fish is really good. Um, if you're looking for a fast food fish fry, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say it's the best fish fry in the world. But uh, in a pinch, re- even without a pinch, you don't have to. You know, I, I get the fish there. sandwich there all the time if I ever go there. I mean, it's just but, always good. Yeah, they're fishing. Well, it's always 
it's always almost too hot because yeah. it's so it's so it's like yes. i got the fish sandwich once later and i bit into it without letting it cool which was dumb i was sitting in the car and i, I well i had fish lava rolling down my chin it was not uh, not the best but uh, yeah so that was thank you for, to the texter for pointing that out all right uh, i'll start with this one some good news for a wisconsin chain cops has wisconsin's best cheeseburger according to yelp um they are known for their simply delicious custard but they've made yelp's list for top cheeseburger in each state so congratulations to cops yelp said it created its list by identifying businesses in the food and restaurant category with reviews mentioning cheeseburger and use the number of variables like total volume of ratings to rank the spots cops has done this before they made it on a list ranking burgers in 2017 it made the thrillist list for best burgers in america so cops getting it done when it comes to burgers oh no we're getting more information coming in on the text line culver's only has the walleye during lent oh there you go so coming up what march i think we have a we have an early easter this year because i and and why do i know this only because mardi gras is very early this year. okay so yes your your walleye will be coming back very soon all right tommy you want to uh we'll alternate what do you got okay how about this one um Taco Bell launching a Crunchwrap Supreme and Chipotle Chicken Quesadilla Craving Kit at Walmart. Uh, Now, yes, you don't even need to go to Taco Bell anymore to get some of your favorite things. If I'm getting getting some at Taco Bell, it's a Crunchwrap. I mean, those are so good, so tasty. Uh, And it puts every one of those ingredients that we all know and love, the same seven of them, in a different form, and it's delicious. (laughs) So... Uh, Give me. I am. Uh, I. I plead ignorance. I've never had a crunch wrap. What is? Is that the one that they, they fold over? Yeah, like it's like got the octagon or something yeah, that they make right, out I've of seen it. it. Right. Yeah. So, um, okay. it's the first ever crunch wrap supreme cravings kit. Um, that will be featuring all the included ingredients and seasonings that you would see at Taco Bell. It's going to be exclusively at Walmart. It'll include. Four servings of the ingredients, so I don't know if they're going to give you four tortillas or whatnot with it, or if you're supposed to, you know, make these tiny ones out of it. But maybe it's two for me. Um, the cravings kit <laughs> is uh, joining a portfolio now of products that's made it possible an experience to talk about, which kind of leads into my next story, which that they're. Baja Blast is also going to now come back to stores in 2024, which it had a run where they were selling it at stores, um, and then they took it away for some reason, made it a Taco Bell exclusive again, but again, if there's anything I'm getting that's guaranteed on my order at Taco Bell, it's a Crunchwrap and a Baja Blast. You got to get the two. All right. So, does it say like is it all is the meat all cooked? Is this something you're just going to heat up? No, it, I believe do, do you got to create beets? them. Uh, it looks like they are going to be yeah. So, it's just add protein and personalized additions for the creation. So, I don't even think you're going to get the ground beef with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like a uh, what's it called? Not a hungry man. Uh, a hamburger helper. You know where you gotta okay. add, you gotta add so, yeah, the meat get, to it, right? All right, okay. Well, still, if you want to see, but see at that point, is it? <laughs> just, at that point, it's like why? Let just go to Taco hey, Bell if you want. Okay, one. but also, at that point, hey, I know what kind of meats in my Taco Bell Crunch Wrap now. 
Maybe. Maybe you want to okay. make it with a ground turkey or a ground chicken. Yeah, something like that. You can make the whole shebang with it. But I guess thought it was interesting. Thought it was interesting. It is. And you know what else is interesting? I have Taco Bell news as well. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, yes. Taco Bell is releasing a brand new taco. It is a steak soft taco for $3. Right now, they're testing it in select locations, but they're hoping to bring it to a national menu. They are, uh, it is a soft flora, f- floral, flour tortilla packed with, it's the, it, that's the Giannis of, uh, of ingredients. Floral. Just yes. Up. The floral. <laughs> I can't say flour, but it's, but it's typed out. Soft flour tortilla packed with grilled marinated steak. Uh, it has shreds of cheddar cheese. There's fresh lettuce and tomato, a uh, little crunch. And then there is a stick of avocado, or a slick, sorry, a slick of avocado ranch sauce that brings flavor. So that's going to be a new addition to the Cravings Value menu. Uh, On January 11th, the menu will see the nationwide premiere of the Three Cheese Chicken Flatbread Melt. melt. Mm. Uh, That was tested in the latter half of 2023 for $2.29. A uh, warm, fluffy flatbread filled with grilled chicken and a blend of cheeses that includes cheddar, stretchy mozzarella, and Monterey pepper jack. And it will also include, on the cravings value, a spicy potato soft taco. Nice. Cheesy bean and cheese burrito and cinnamon twists, all of which are still only a dollar. Can't spicy find that many other places. Taco. No, that sounds pretty good, actually. Um... And a cheesy bean and bean burrito, that's a bean and bean, a bean and cheese burrito rather, is one of the simplest and yet most delicious things in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. You get the you know the the different brands, uh, the, what the El Monterey or whatever, right? El that's Monterey. another way. Uh, I tell you what, Seven Eleven used to have a top tier bean and cheese burrito. Okay, yeah. And a college age Brian Noonan had to walk right past Seven Eleven every Thursday night from the Pinch Penny Pub in Carbondale, and let's just say. Over four years, I may be an honorary uh, Hispanic. You are you are one percent bean and cheese burrito. No, yes, okay, <laughs> that's, that's probably it. You run, I said my my DNA to twenty three and me. Yeah. They go, oh, ninety nine percent Irish, one percent burrito. <laughs> Eat so many of them, right? Uh, you know, here's one that doesn't get a lot of love necessarily on the drive through window. I know it was in the intro. When we originally had the intro, uh, Panera. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So I I know you're a, you're a bagel guy at Panera, right? Bagel sandwich, right? I love their bagel sandwich. Yes. Uh, well, I am a sucker for sourdough, and Ooh. they are bringing sourdough melts to Panera now. They're going to come in two varieties uh, with an early access starting January 11th as well. Uh, okay. Bacon avocado. I'm. What's your stance on like avocado on sandwich? The spread? Are you okay with that? Yeah, I don't have. Uh, I like avocado, so I don't have any. Uh, you know, I don't throw shade at avocado. I, I'm not I don't a think fan, it belongs on everything, but not a fan of the guacamole. Sounds good. I'm, I'm not a fan of guacamole, but I like avocado oh, spread, guacamole. so it doesn't make sense at all. But, I'll make you some of my guacamole. Okay, like. all right. I I would be willing to try it. That's for all sure. Right. But if I wince. Like it's a Malort shot, just <laughs> let me know. All right. Um, okay. Uh, and the other one, which sounds right up my alley, a Southwest chicken melt. Uh, it's going to be uh, smoked pulled chicken, uh, gouda, red onion, cilantro, chipotle aioli on the sourdough bun. That sounds absolutely amazing. And 
you know, early front runner of 2024 for best new addition to a menu because I go to Panera more often, I think, than most people because I have one right by my other job. So, I, and I like to think that, okay, it's like, it doesn't make me feel as disgusting as eating at some other fast food restaurants. Right. I'll go to Panera. You can get a salad there. If right. You want. Right. I never do, but I'll go or and, some soup. yeah. I could I could try to eat healthy if I go to Panera. Right. Do I? I don't know. But that looks like it has to be tried as soon as it comes out. The new sourdough melts at Panera. Now are these are these on a bun? Is it a sourdough like a panini? Because the the both of them sound really good. Yes. Yeah, so it's the it's the it's a sourdough bread on it, and okay. then the melts. So it is like that pressed toast, you know yeah, what I mean? It's not right. quite panini, but it, it looks like a toast. Uh, you know, we were, remember we were talking about the Burger King melts a little bit ago. Right. It's oh, a similar, my, yeah. similar shape, if you will. Okay. Yes. No, that sounds good. I like the both of those. The description of both of those sounds very tasty. And I like, you know, I'm more of a Panera guy in the morning. Yeah. Whether it's a bagel and uh schmear or a... Uh, bagel sandwich i like both of those but i do occasionally like a nice lunch there i go you know you get the half and half with the half a sandwich and some soup soup soup's always good there the bread bowl Ooh, yeah 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 because a bread bowl screams healthy exactly i'm just gonna have some nice uh, nice soup i would love some more carb on my carb please thank you (laughs) i do like a bread bowl though you can't you can't dangerous goes right to my hips it does. That's uh, that's. Uh, well, I didn't want to. I don't want to shame you, Tommy. You know me. I don't, <laughs> we you try know not. Yeah, I try not. We we try not to shame each other here. Uh, but it would be a shame if I missed the break. How'd you like that ham? Oh, all right. Yeah. So let's do this. Then we will continue with the drive-through window here on WTMJ Night. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank talk and text line. We have opened the drive-through window and we are going through to see. The latest news in fast food. A couple more quick stories. Uh, Starbucks is bringing out a new egg bite that looks better than the original. I've never had a Starbucks egg bite. Tommy, have you? Uh, I'm not really a Starbucks guy if I go for coffee, to be honest. So yeah, the lines are just always ridiculous. I mean, it's I don't understand it. I, I wouldn't go there. I don't even think it's in my top three places I'd go for coffee. My daughter is a, uh, she loves Starbucks. She, I don't know, you know, listen, she makes her own money. She can do with it what she wants. That's fine. Uh, Occasionally, if I'm going on, um, if I'm driving somewhere and it's the afternoon and I need to pick me up, I'll stop and get one. Yeah. I do enjoy the peppermint mocha during the holidays, uh, but I think this year I might have had two. Um, But anyway, most, I've had a scone from Starbucks, which I like. Uh, I've had, they, um, oh, they have this, like it's turkey sausage and egg white on an English muffin. I've had, had that a couple times, like 200 calories. See, that's why I try, I figured, oh yeah, I'm eating healthy. And then I'm getting a drink that's filled with fudge. Right. So (laughs) all this chocolate drizzle, I'm licking off the side of the cup as I'm eating this. But my sandwich is only 200 calories. Come on, let's go. Um, so they're bringing. They had these. Uh, they had these bacon and Gruyere cheese egg bites that you that they sold. They're they're little. They're re- literally they little egg. Like the, like the you know they're 
they're like breaded, right? There's like bread and they're in the bread. No, it's no, these just look like egg, like a little souffle oh, and they're okay. about they're about the size of a I don't know, maybe a silver dollar. Could you put them in like a paper bag or are they too wet for that? You, well, I think they put them in the bag. I've never had one. Yeah, they must drop them in a bag. Okay. Um, you know, they probably wrap them like they do with their sandwiches. Sure. But they're bite sized. You can just toss them in. Now you can. My mom, uh, the last time I, the only time and the last time that I took her to Costco, uh, she got it. You can get them at Costco now in the box, but now they're bringing out new ones. Mm. These are some new, um, new bakes, uh, potato cheddar and chive bakes. And uh, they're a little different from the original egg bites. They're baked instead of cooked sous vide style, which you know, Tommy, is cooking something in a sealed bag in hot water. Oh, yeah. I sous vide all the time. Sous vide. I see people sous vide steaks, and it may in the looks summer, disgusting. This station sous vides me, maybe even. Right. <laughs> I dated a girl named sous vide in high school. Sous vide seasons, yes. She was all wet. Uh, good balded. So this is uh, these are baked. They have eggs, cheddar cheese, potatoes, spinach, and chives. So those are new. They're also bringing uh, back their fan favorites starting Wednesday, last two days ago, pistachio latte and pistachio cream cold brew. Uh, so Starbucks is doing that. I uh, They have officially added their chicken, maple butter, and egg sandwich to the menu, too. So a lot going on, and you can still get your holiday drinks if you so desire at uh, at Starbucks. So uh, ch- chicken and some, you know, it sounds dumb, but it's a big reason why I don't go to Chick Fil A for breakfast. I don't like chicken with my eggs, and I know they come from the same place, but <laughs> it, there's just something about it. I I don't enjoy. The combination. You're not a chicken and waffles guy? You're not a sweet well, and Well, no, 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 no. That's fine. It's just egg and chicken. Again, it's weird to put them together, even though they're almost the same thing. Yeah. Um, There's, they taste never, different. I've never had it. I don't, I don't have a desire to try it. I like my, uh, I like my eggs with bacon. Right, or sausage, something you know, yeah, something different. Something like Chicken that. for breakfast sounds weird, and putting it with eggs is even more weird. The only time I've had some uh, chicken with uh, for breakfast, somebody at school, we do these Friday breakfasts, and they brought brought in Chick Fil A does these little, like half dollar size chicken biscuits. Yeah, yeah, I know breakfast. what you're talking about. Those were fantastic. Well, right, but that was just chicken and biscuit, right? Just chicken and biscuit, yeah. right? There's no, there's no crazy egg or anything. No, there. yeah, some things. Listen, I don't mind like eggs with eggs with waffles or eggs with pancakes, anything like that. That's, that's all fine. But I think I'm with you. Chicken, chicken's a hard sell for me at breakfast. A big chicken, uh, big chicken patty. Yeah, I don't no, know why? Not for me. No, we're gonna pass on. We're gonna we're gonna do it. Uh, Brian, speaking of Costco, what are the little chicken bites that you get that are the same as Chick Fil A? Well, oh, there you go. Interesting development. Free ads going on here. Well, listen. If either if either uh, Bar Bar A E or Kirkland wants me to endorse their chicken nuggets, I will do it a hundred percent. Because what did I have for dinner last night? Chicken nuggets. Uh, just because it was late, we were we were running around. Um, and did you make I your just, own cane sauce with them? I last night, no, last night I I 
I cooked them up in the air fryer, and then I put Frank's wing sauce on them, mm. and I made buffalo chicken nuggets. Okay. Yeah, Tommy, because I had I had a little blue cheese dressing in the refrigerator because my <gasps> wife had made buffalo chicken dip. Love blue a cheese. A few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I did I buffaloed them up, but listen, I will I will happily, uh, I will happily be somebody's spokesperson for nugs. <laughs> so just bear, just bear is the one brand, but then Kirkland, Costco's. Uh, you know, in-house brand, right. put some out. I, somebody, I looked at them the first time, and I was like, huh, I'm looking at the bags. The bags are very similar. I'm looking at the ingredients, very similar. The description, very similar. So I try them. Oh, my goodness. They're like four bucks cheaper than the Just Bear. They taste almost identical. Uh, so both of those, Just Bear, lightly breaded chicken breast uh, chunks, or the Kirkland lightly breaded chicken breast chunks, 13 minutes, three minutes to heat the air fryer, 10 minutes to cook them up. There you go. Yeah. Air, air fryer is a game I'm changer. I'm Ryan Noonan for chicken nuggets. Yes. <laughs> okay, absolute game changer on the chicken nugget game, air fryers. Oh, the air fryer is fantastic. You feel bad for the microwave every time you put them in because you put it right next to it, too, and you're just like, it just doesn't no, it do is. the same. Yeah, sorry, you can't crisp stuff up. No. <laughs> You're good for popcorn and reheating things. Yeah, exactly. But I don't even I don't even put pizza in the microwave if I'm reheating the pizza. No, you gotta do the 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 frying pan trick, right? I have never tried that. I've heard it. I does it work? Oh yeah. I usually just turn the oven on. You just do a splash of water in the frying pan and let it go. Put a top on it and you're it's brand new. Aren't you steaming the crust though? Well, it gives it a little moisture that you get with a pizza rather than, you know, when you're putting it in the microwave and what it's... What kind of sous vide pizza are you eating? All moist and drippy. I, I, look, I'm I, looking. If I'm I looking had to, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. If I had to pick a way to prep a pizza again, sous vide would be above microwave. <laughs> no, I've done it in the air fryer. That's That works out good. Because you're getting the crust uh, back to you know its regular consistency. I've never had. If I go to a place and my pizza crust comes home soggy, I'm never going to that place it's again. It's not soggy. It's it's a fluff. You know, well, it's you're a, steaming it. Oh, gosh, it's not yes. sweating. It it's just a little bit a little bit more of a a puff to it rather than when the microwave just sucks it all out. I get that, but I just throw. I just put it in the oven. All right. Well. I like my pizza. Listen, I, I, I like know. to be I, quick. My teeth work, Tommy. What can I tell you? I don't have to gum my pizza. <laughs> oh, give me extra pepperoni. I like to enjoy. I want it its truest form and not double baked. Where do they Where do they cook your pizza in the beginning? In a steam bath or in the oven? In the oven. In yes. the oven. And then That's it, it loses its value once it's been taken out of the oven. It's like a car. The pizza only gets worse every second it's out of the car, out of the oven. Then let me give you one suggestion, one solution to this whole debate. <laughs> eat all the pizza. Immediately. Immediately. Once it comes in home, the oven. I would eat it in the car on the way in home. In the sauna, eat the pizza so it stays hot the entire time. I don't want to picture you naked in a sauna, sweaty, <laughs> in a pizza. <laughs> sauce I'm already sweating after if there's so much sausage on it, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, good meat morning. sweats all, all over. <laughs> 
lot of double entendres in your uh, <laughs> in your sauna pizza eating scenario, Tommy. I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. Uh, I just don't know. Just ask right, Suve uh, about it. Ask Suve. <laughs> Listen, Suve, uh, Suve didn't mind a sauna. Last thing, crispy fish sandwich. A lot of fish talk tonight in the drive-through window <laughs> is coming back to Arby's. Yes, the crispy fish sandwich uh, is back. It'll run you about five bucks, and they're also cranking it up. That fish sandwich comes with a piece of cheese on it. Mm. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Fish fillet topped with uh, shredded lettuce and tartar sauce on a toasted bun. But then they are also offering a fish and cheddar with the same uh, cheddar sauce that they put on the beef and cheddar. Oh God. Yeah, fish and cheddar at Arby's. So there you go. Great fish sandwich right, there. I I had for it's the first massive. time in a, it's huge. The fish sandwich at Arby's. It's it's got to be double to the size of competitors. Really? It's it's actually one of the few things you see in a commercial where you're like, hey, that looks big and tasty. That's one. I I don't go to Arby's often. A couple weeks ago, we were out at my mom's and we we grabbed Arby's. I'm never disappointed in Arby's. Never. And I like the fact that they changed their fries up. They have good fries now. That used to be a, when we had a tent sale, like a big rummage sale at Ace Hardware, that used to be one of the catered-in foods that the owner would bring in for it. Ooh, was one nice. of the one of those days where you're like, 364 more days until the next Arby's cater. Like, <laughs> it was awesome. Even though we could, uh, we, could not, we could go to Arby's anytime, but you chose to wait a year. Wait, just wait. It's so much better when someone else is paying for it, but... Yeah, it's that's very true. tasty. Free food's always better. Always better. Uh, just real quick, before we go to break, somebody chiming in from the 414 frying pan, no water, cover it for the pizza. Tommy likes to steam his pizza. What can I tell you? <laughs> his, his, his dentures are not what they used to be. It's he wants not a nice... like I soak it before I do it. It is a splash to heat up quicker and generate some steam. And then you throw it in the blender. Yeah. And then you just uh, drink it down. Mix it into my fruit sauce that I have to mash up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just get baby food jars. It'll be a lot less work <laughs> yes. for you. All right, let's do this. Then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. Here. And I, it, it, fine cup. Kept my coffee hot for hours and hours. It was very nice. I thought, boy, Yeti's, Yeti's the way to go. And then last year for Christmas, my nieces gave me a Yeti, uh, a giant Yeti mug. It held, and I'm not exaggerating, an entire pot of coffee. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And it kept it hot. It kept it hot from Chicago all the way to Texas. Not bad. Driving. Uh, well, Yetis are done. You know what's hot now, Tom? I, I think I know where we're going with this, yes. Where are we going with this? Is it is it Stanley's? The Stanley Cups, yes. I don't know where they came from, but I found out where they came from. And I didn't, I, I wasn't paying attention until I start, well, one, until Christmas, when uh, I don't know, I don't know if my nieces believe me to be overly dehydrated, because every year I get a new new uh, beverage conveyance system. It's a great person for someone you don't know to get a gift for. Or, well, or, yeah. Yes, yes. No, and I I appreciate it because right now I am using a Stanley twenty ounce uh, thirst quencher. There it is. It sounds heavy, doesn't it? Unbelievable. Well. People are losing their minds over these things. Uh, Target and Starbucks released a limited edition 
of the H2O flow state quencher tumblers in in the Milwaukee area the other day, and uh, people went crazy. The Target on Chase Avenue got more than 50 of the red Target cups on New Year's Eve. The cups were gone in uh, less than an hour. On Wednesday, people lined up before the store opened to get the pink Starbucks Stanley Cup. Folks, stop it. Stop it. So, Brian, I think I do have a theory on why the rave is so high for these. All right, let's hear it. So, I know you're very familiar with the TikTok game, you know. uh, I love the TikTok game. Yeah, TikTok and you, hand in hand. Uh, So, the... There was a major viral video on these Stanley Cups that was proven to be fake and debunked, but Uh it took over TikTok for a little bit and hit its way to the other social media platforms. That's how you know it took over TikTok when you see it on, you know, Twitter, currently known as X or Facebook, something along those lines, uh, where a fire uh, set this car ablaze. Car was totally wrecked after, and I heard. Someone then opened the door, and there was a Stanley Cup still in the ablazed car after it was all put out, and it was totally wrenched, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and there was still allegedly the ice was still still ice cubes in, in the it. cup, still yeah. ice cubes in it, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, these cups are crazy!" And there was like a huge thing on: Is this serious? The cups don't last through a fire, and I think the people who still haven't found out that it's fake are that committed to these cups. Well, your your point is accurate and part of a multi-pronged plan. Now, I did a little more research into these Stanley Cups because, again, I, I had heard of them in passing. But to me, it's like, okay, I, I don't need another fancy cup. Again, I've never, I've never purchased one. There's one cup one coffee cup that I use every day at school. My daughter gave it to me a few years ago for Christmas. It's uh, not one of the, it's not a Stanley or a Yeti. It's a Corksicle is the brand, but she got it for me because it has a big Captain America logo on it. And it's, it's easy to hold two things, which I enjoy. So I use that every day. I don't know. We've got, like I said, we've got all these, but I started doing some things. Now, Stanley, uh, has been the Stanley brand has been around for a hundred years. Did you know that? I did not. Uh, they used to focus on working class, outdoorsy type of customers. They had the remember you used to see people using them when they went camping or the big green thermoses that you'd screw the top off and there'd be your coffee cup and you'd pour your coffee into it and you know those were the thermoses and things that Stanley made. But then uh, the CEO of Crocs left Crocs and decided he was going to uh, he was going to get involved in the in uh, the cup game. So Terrence Riley is his name. He left the shoe company. He became president of Stanley. That's when he started leaning into social media and influencer marketing. And Stanley Cup, hashtag Stanley Cup, has over 6 billion views on TikTok. Now they do say, well, some of that's because of the NHL. Yeah, you think? Duh. Um, but thousands of videos on TikTok feature kids and young people showing off their massive collection of Stanley Cups. Uh, they cry when they unbox them. Listen to this number. Stanley's company-wide revenue 
spiked after the tumblers became a social media fad. It jumped from $74 million in 2019. Tommy, what do you think they made in 2023 for Stanley Cups? Oh, what was the first number? $74 million? $74 million. Okay, let's say a hair under a billion. Let's say $750 million. Wow. If you're, if you're betting for Sunday, Packers-Bears is as good as your guesstimation here. You will be a bazillionaire. It is exactly seven hundred. Oh wow! I seriously didn't know it. I seriously didn't. That's yes. I didn't want to go too crazy, but I knew it had to be. I mean, in yeah, in four years to go up over a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, or thousand percent. So seven hundred fifty million. Now I don't know the difference. To be honest with you. Um, they wanted to, they, they started getting all these influencers. Then they started using just, uh, uh, started using just regular customers holding up their things. They, uh, they started doing limited edition colors. They created scarcity, which is what these, uh, target and Starbucks cups are. You know, they only put out a few and people get all crazy. I, I don't under, listen, I can't. I could throw shade at people for doing this and going going crazy over a cup, but I, you know, what's the point? If you want to go crazy over a cup, go ahead. But how many cups do you really need? That's the thing. And what's I don't know what's that's the, here's what I can figure. The this has uh, like my my Yetis <laughs> only have the kind of lid where you just open it up and drink like you know a human being. The Stanley. Tommy has a three-way lid. Oh, which sounds like it, you know, makes it cost a little more when you go with the three-way. So what what does that mean? Is that a straw, a slide and a take off the top? Those are the three. You are on fire. Okay. I, you are in fuego when I, it comes to when it comes guess, to cup culture. Right? My three-ways, yes. I, I get them. I get them down. Three-ways you know. I know. Well, the them. straw, you know, the thing about the straw is it's it's really in there. Now, that's the only way I've used it. And the only reason I have it is I was getting the show ready and I was like, well, if we're going to talk about Stanley's cuz the every I hadn't used it since when my nieces gave it to me at Christmas. I was like, well, I might as well see if the Stanley is any different from my Yeti or my Corksicle or any of my other cups. Uh this my pop stayed cold. I don't <laughs> I don't know. It's but yeah, there you go. So that's uh listen, if you want to be one of the cool kids now my wife, my wife could not care less. She, I said we had two because she got one too. I said, "Well, which color do you want?" Because we got like a burnt orange and a powder blue. And she's like, "I don't care." I'm like, "No, seriously, which color do you want?" I don't, I don't care. I'm probably never even going to use it. <laughs> like, All right, well, I'll take the burnt orange then. That's me. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's regroup. Let me sip out of my Stanley for a minute, and uh, Tommy will drink out of his paper cup. You know, that's, listen, that's, that's, that's kind it's of a working real, man's cup. It's a working that's a man's class, cup. Isn't this a very class division? The host of the show drinking out of a Stanley and the hardworking, <laughs> tireless producer yes. gets a paper cup. It's a working man's cup. Yep. I, listen, the working man's cup holds the liquid just as well as the bourgeois. Uh, bourgeois man's cup, but I'm also sitting on a throne made of geese. So <laughs> I love my one-way sipping technology. 
Yeah, but trust me, you're having some FOMO when you think about three-way sipping technology. <laughs> you're like, what? I could take uh, I could take out the straw and just sip a three-way or one way of the three-way? Who knows? Let's do this. Then we go to Florida for Florida Law on WTMJ Nights. For our first edition of Florida Law, two unbelievable lawsuits coming from Florida. Tommy, you actually had this story uh, prepped for the drive through window as well, and I, I asked you to hang on to it, but uh, please feel free to jump in because this story... First of all, normally on goofy lawsuits, I am not a, a fan. I think we're too yeah. litigious. This one, I agree with a thousand percent. Yes, a Florida man is suing Dunkin' Donuts for $50,000, which, again, doesn't seem like not enough, enough. Uh, for claiming not a enough. toilet at one of its locations exploded on him and covered him in fecal matter and urine, according to a court filing obtained. Uh, But this one's on the Fox Digital here. The plaintiff claims that the incident was traumatic and left him with, quote, sustained, severe, and long-term injuries. I would never be able to walk into a bathroom again. I don't know how a toilet explodes. The PTSD would be horrible. It's bad. The story I'm reading said he went in, uh, when he came out of the bathroom, he looked for uh, some workers and the store manager. Uh, the employee told them they were aware of the, quote, problem with the toilet, and quote, <laughs> since there had been previous incidents. No yeah. All right. If your toilet is oh, exploding. No. No. no that, right there, that's like, well, he wins. But 50000 is not enough. No, it doesn't seem I, like My it. figure here says he's seeking more than 100000 Oh, I don't know. Maybe That was from yesterday, the 50000 number. So maybe it's changed. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Enough. Like, we got to... We got to figure this out. There, you can't yeah. be. I, I'm. I don't go to the inside of Dunkin's, but I might never again. I'm not going to go in there now. Yeah, I'm not going to risk it. That they have exploding. To, they have fi- fine coffee and donuts. That's what. Listen, I'll take my chance driving through that Ben Affleck will be in the window. Uh, but no, I can't. I can't imagine. The, the, how, the first horror. of all, the using a public bathroom. Now, we all know most of the time gas stations and rest stops are the worst. But sometimes uh, fast food places, they're busy, they're not paying attention, you know, whatever. Not always the greatest. But if it, oh, if it's that bad that it's just exploding back on you. Yeah. Oh. No, no, not for me. Oh, no. No, that's horrible. That's horrible. So for, for once... You know, because you have people suing McDonald's because the coffee's too hot or suing for this because that's too hot. No, this guy this guy deserves every penny he gets. Every penny from Duncan. Not this woman, though. Uh, Tampa Bay, Florida woman is uh, suing Hershey's because the package for its peanut butter pumpkins made her upset. Uh, Cynthia Kelly's her name, and she has a lot of time on her hands. She has proposed a class action suit in federal court yesterday uh, charging the company of falsely representing some of its Reese's peanut butter products. <laughs> so I don't know if you're a uh, Reese's pumpkin fan or the the Christmas trees. Reese's makes all these things. Well, on the on the front of the package, it looks like a little jack o' lantern. And she said, "Oh, I was in Walmart and I saw the pretty jack o' lantern written on the uh, written on the or drawn on the package, and that's why I bought a six pack of them. And then I opened them up, and oh my goodness." 
They were just chocolate covered. They had no little face drawn on them. And that made me very upset. Wow. But then she did say, they did taste good. Yeah. Well, then what's the problem? So now she's adding in, not only, she's saying Hershey's is committing fraud by means of untrue, misleading, deceptive, and or fraudulent representations. Uh, she's also going against their white ghost, the peanut butter bats, and peanut butter footballs. Is she suing for I more had. money than the exploding toilet man? Well, yeah, she wants to get a class action suit. Oh, She's my very God. upset. That's Maybe, crazy. You know what? Go to Dunkin's, have a cup of coffee, then use the bathroom, and then see how you feel once yeah. it explodes yeah. on you. All right. Florida law. Well, listen, uh, time is the tyrant, and we must get out of here. But uh, thank you for listening and being part of the program. Tommy, always a pleasure. Thank you for all your hard work tonight. And uh, we will talk to you all next week right here on WTMJ Nights.